ACC covers country. Casey, I don't know if you saw or heard this on TikTok recently, but there's this thing going around about Morgan Wallen where if you... Isn't there always? If you pitch up his voice, he sounds exactly like a female singer. And I want I want you to see if you can tell who it is. So... That is Morgan, and this is Morgan uh, pitched up a little bit. Doesn't that sound exactly like Miley, Miley Cyrus? Cyrus. It's, just, it's Morgan Wallen pitched up. I'll play it again. Especially like Hannah Montana age, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I could play around with the pitch a little more and, and get it to sound more like her now. But oh my gosh, like the rasp is there. Everything is there. It's hilarious. So I was like, I wonder what other country artists would sound like pitched up or down. So I uh, I played around. Jesus, so I stole some songs off the internet. I did, and here we go. <laughs> little Garth Brooks. I Now, who on earth could Garth sound like pitched up? I think at the beginning, it's the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The more you listen to the song, it, it kind of it departs from Reba a little bit, but gosh, that sounds exactly like Reba. And then I went even further and I said, I wonder what Carrie Underwood would sound like pitched down. Okay. All right, here's it pitched down. Is that Randy Hauser? That is Randy Hauser. <laughs> it is Randy Hauser. Come on. It's that ah. Uh, it's the growl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just one more time. I think we've discovered something. Like everybody's the same. <laughs> Just pitched up. It's a bit. the country wonder, music Illuminati. Do you sound like me pitched down? Like if I pitched your voice down, would you sound like me? No. That's probably true. I don't think so. That's I think we're true. on the same. <laughs> I wonder who else this works for though. <laughs> That's crazy. Should we start branching out of genre and try to see? I'm going to go. I'm going to the internet right now. I'm going to go find some more. <laughs> <laughs> so I found Adele. Okay, and then I took that and I, I, I pitched it down. Tell me who this sounds like. Smith. I just got the chills. Is it the? Is it just the British thing? Is that why? I don't care. Uh, it <laughs> sounds. <laughs> the hung me, babe. That part. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, let's try. Uh, let's try some rap. Okay. Who is this? It's Jay-Z. Did Nikki just turn into Jay-Z? What is happening? We this, can't be the only ones who hear this right now. This is like crazy music inception right now, thanks to the internet. My gosh, Sam Smith. Did we just... 
discovery today. Doing some unholy things over here. That's for <laughs> dang sure. Uh, I'm going to post up the Morgan Wallen, Miley Cyrus TikTok. Yeah. You can see that on the Facebook page. Just search 92.3 W.I.L. Carly Pierce almost drowned on the set of her latest music video. First off, you know her song. What he didn't do. We're playing it right now. And tell you what he didn't do. Yeah. That one. I'm just saying I know it. Have you seen the music video? I haven't, no. Okay, look it up on your computer while we're sitting here, and I'll explain it to you. So, of course, we know the song comes from her album, 29. It's, a, it's her divorce album. Just going to lay it all out there. And in this music video, she's on the beach in a long, big wedding dress. Okay. And she's walking on the beach and the edges are getting dirty and then she gets in the water and she's like <gasps> gasping for air and she's floating like, you know, those angelic water siren scenes. But she said she, it, it, like, when she gasps for air, it's like not acting. Because <laughs> the real she, was she underestimated how hard it would really be to do her own stunts to opt out of having a stunt person and decide that she wanted to do all of it herself. I underestimated how difficult it would be to swim underwater with a large wedding dress on. But I feel like it almost helped me to get into the character some. It scared me because at times, you know, you, you think, oh, I know how to swim. But when you feel that kind of weight pulling you down, it's quite scary. I mean, if you look, my dress is broken on the sleeve and that was actually what really happened just because of the wear and tear of what I was doing. She says it's one of the hardest things she's actually done in her music career so far. Man, that's crazy. Because it looks so... Do you think this was her actual wedding dress? No, because we've seen pictures of her wedding dress. That wasn't the same. No, but... This is a thing though. Is this still a thing where... What do they call it? Destroy the dress or whatever after you have like a trash. Yeah, trash the dress, dress or, or something. something. Yeah, you go like just basically hop in the ocean or a swamp. This, I think it is still a thing. I don't know how I feel about it. Are you going to do that at your wedding? No. Just jump to the ocean after you guys get married? I don't, not in my dress, I don't think. Yeah. No, because I think it's... I don't know how I feel about it, but this dress, <laughs> they obviously didn't care about ruining. She said she ripped it. It was so vigorous to shoot these scenes. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy they did a music video. I feel like there's so many music videos these days that are just lyric videos or whatever. I was going to ask you if you feel like the art of making a music video is lost or if it would be worth it for her to actually get hurt on the set of what is just a music video. I think worth it in this case. It's it's very artistic. It's I like the way this video. Yeah, I like the way this is shot. This is awesome. I'm going to say I don't believe that art is lost, especially with platforms like... Instagram reels and TikToks and Facebook reels and things. I even though those are short form, I feel like music videos are probably making making their comeback. I hope so. Especially if artists are out here doing their own stunts like Carly Pierce. Yeah. She said, "Guess again, I'm doing it myself." Turns out Tim McGraw is a phony. I knew it. Tim Basically being the most in shape and jacked up artist in country music, you can imagine he's probably eating the healthiest foods and snacks on the tour bus backstage, maybe even a little bit of dog food after we <laughs> went over that earlier. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I would imagine on the bus, he's got a salad, maybe some protein shakes, some fruits and veggies. But I just learned what he puts on his writer. And if you don't already know, a writer is what an artist or a band gives to the venue in the city that they're going to on tour so that the venue can provide 
said snacks and things for the artist to have backstage and take on yeah. the bus with them. But it's like specific things a lot it of times. It is very specific. Like if they prefer a kind of whiskey or a type of beer or whatever that is. Um, if you're Jimmy Allen, it's fresh underwear from Abercrombie. Yeah. It's like they, it gets weird sometimes. <laughs> Tim McGraw, as it seems... Needs peanut M&M's. Who doesn't, you know? Needs one pack to eat before every show. And I thought that, because I thought this was really funny, especially coming just a month or so after Shania Twain made headlines by saying she doesn't eat solids on show days. Very strict diet on show days. All liquid diets. Tim McGraw is like, I need the peanut M&M's. So this is like a pre-show ritual for him? He eats one pack before the show. Not just that. He also needs the Mexican Coca-Colas with the real pure sugar cane in the old school bottles. Wow. Where do you even get that <laughs> if you're not in Mexico? Yeah, that's that's an interesting, because both of those things are not good for you in many ways. Yeah. I mean, I guess the nuts are okay, but then you got nuts in you your teeth. You put them in an M&M and it's not okay. No. Cover them in chocolate and hard shell. And Mexican Coca-Colas. So those are the only two, like... Wouldn't have expected it. I'm not done. Right before he takes the stage, right when he needs the most burst of energy, you can find him back there munching on a tuna fish sandwich and a side of muscle milk. There it is. There it is. Tuna fish sandwich and muscle Muscle milk. milk. Tuna fish and chalk. That's like a $13 meal right there. Yes. (laughs) The muscle milk is 10 of that. So random. And like I said, it was Tim McGraw, so I thought we might be seeing like his writer say bananas, avocados. Nope. He gets plenty of that on a daily basis. So for show days, he goes a little little ham. And show days are usually like Fridays or Saturdays. Yeah. So he says, give me that tuna fish. Walker Hayes out here making dads emotional. Remy's crying in the studio. Walker (gasps) Hayes releasing two new songs that mean something a little bit more personal than, you know, fancy like. Um, What a lot of people may not know about Walker Hayes is that he and his wife, Lainey, have six kids. They had their seventh in 2018, but also lost their seventh that same day. And then shortly after, they lost Walker's dad. And so the first of these two songs that he's releasing is called Six Dream American Dream. And he says it's essentially about how the last few years of success in country music has been great for him and his career, but it really doesn't fix anything he says that the um, like theme to both of these songs is that he is a dad, but he's still he's trying to find the connection between like being a dad but still missing his and still needing one. You know? Yeah, yeah. Another one that you started playing in studio. The next song is definitely going to pull on some heartstrings. It's called If Father Time Had a Daughter. And, you know, I don't think you need me to explain it. Father Time must have never had a little girl. I know I'm going to blink and I'm going to be a mess when I Cinderella shirt. Here's a wedding dress. Walker Hayes has such a unique way of like writing songs and putting his literal life onto paper. And people just love him for it. And I feel yeah. like now he's finally getting that credit that he deserves. Have that had that moment while I was watching him do that song, perform that song, and thought about my daughter, who is gonna be eight in July, 
And how every parent I've ever talked to is like, don't blink. It's gonna ch- like she's gonna be out of the house. Yeah, before you know it. Before you know it. And I'm, I, you know, her, his oldest daughter. How old is she? Like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Something like that. So close to all of that stuff happening. So I would imagine it's hitting him a little bit harder right now. Yeah. So I'm going to post both these songs to our Facebook page. They're very good. It's Walker Hayes. Everyone loves him. Also on our Instagram story, find us there at 923WIL. Keen Brown has a what on his tour bus? His wife, Caitlin, completely designed a brand new tour bus for them. It's all jacked up. It's like the Hilton of tour buses. And she obviously hopped on socials to give fans a tour. Hey, guys. Come on in, and I'm going to give you a little bus tour. It is amazing. It's unbelievable. So she starts at the front of the bus to tell you about, like, the driver's area, all of his amenities and things, and then goes on to show a full wall of couches with recliners. Kane Brown says that's his favorite part of the bus. Uh Uh-huh. I can imagine he likes to just stretch out. He's like a big video gamer. Oh, yeah. So I could totally see if he's got a setup in there for that. They have... An entire back bedroom with built-in dog kennels for their two German shepherds. They've got baby-proof bunks for their daughters. They've got family photo gallery walls. They've got basically a walk-in closet. I mean, everything's different for different families. I know you might hear like the Combs, Luke Combs family say they're not going to bring their babies on tour. Whereas Kane Brown and his wife, they've got a whole house made for them and their babies on tour. And it's insane. I've been on some tour buses in my life. And I got to say, the coolest that I've ever been on is Justin Moore's. And it was very much like a house. And they want it to be a house. And if you are an artist that can afford something like this, oh my gosh. Because this is not a bus. This is a home. It has like a legit kitchen area. It's a tiny, it's a tiny home. Yeah. It's the nicest HGTV-ish tour bus I've ever seen from like, and I know artists all the time will like to give a little tour bus tour on their socials. Like through this, I've seen Kelsey Ballerini's and we've been on a few, but this blows my mind. There are full length mirrors for getting ready. Hydraulics everywhere. Tables are coming out from walls and stairs are coming out from underneath beds. Absolutely mind blowing. I think this is what happens when you travel with your wife. Yeah. This is not, this is not the typical, like, I don't know. We were on Joe Nichols bus when he was here. And they got the whole band on the bus sleeping. It's like the band there. Yeah. He, he just doesn't really care that much. You know what I mean? Just get me from point A to point B. This bus strictly is Kane, his wife, their <laughs> yeah. kids, their dogs, and the bus driver. Yeah. She's so. like, I need to feel like I'm at home. And looks like they do. It looks like they do. And I always have these, th- these thoughts of like, okay, say you are a wife on the road traveling. you They usually get done up and ready for the shows as well. And they go like do appearances or hang out. And they always look so great. And I'm always thinking I could never get ready like this in a moving vehicle or in a bus that small. Now I understand how. Because it's a whole house. Yeah. Blows my mind. It's probably got as much square footage as the place I live right now, if I'm being completely honest. So the video, if you haven't seen it, is on our Facebook page and our Instagram story. If you find us at 923WIL, ladies, trust me, you're going to want to see it. Taylor Swift came through on a promise that she made five years ago. So as we know, Taylor Swift, pretty hot commodity. Tickets for her era's tour happening right now are expensive. Yeah, it's a little insane out there. We've talked about this a ton. 
But that's why this promise that she made to one fan meant the world, not only to that fan, but to Swifties everywhere. So back in 2018, eight-year-old Isabella McCune had an accident and she was in the hospital for nine months. She had burns on like 60% of her body. She wasn't able to go see Taylor Swift's reputation tour, which was making the rounds in 2018. So Taylor went and visited eight-year-old Isabella at the hospital. She told her, you know what? On the next tour, no doubt you're going to be all fixed up and you're going to come see me. Wow. Little did everyone know Taylor Swift would take a five-year hiatus from touring. (laughs) So now five years later, Taylor Swift kicked off her Eras tour in Glendale, Arizona, which is where Isabella is from. And Isabella and her family were super surprised when they received an envelope in the mail to their house from Taylor Swift herself containing a handwritten note and tickets to her show on opening night. So now 13-year-old Isabella told her local news station, it's not just the fact that I'm able to go to this show that's so hard to get into, but it's that they're gifted to me from Taylor. She remembered me and she thought of me. Yeah, this is huge. This is Taylor. This is so Taylor. Yeah, she does this. This is not a humble brag, but the couple times that I did get a chance to meet Taylor Swift... There was a thank you note that came in the mail, handwritten, that referenced things that we talked about. Yeah. It was like, she is so detail-oriented when it comes to that, whether that's her or her people, I don't care. Whether someone has her mic'd up, bugged, yeah. and like taking notes of everything that's happening throughout her day, she makes it personal. Five years later, she still made that happen for that girl. Mm-hmm. That will stick with that girl forever. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how you make a lifelong fan right there, as if Taylor doesn't already have enough of them. <laughs> she keeps adding on. Very cool, the story, the photos of Isabella now, but also of Isabella and Taylor in the hospital back when she was only an eight-year-old. They're on the Facebook page and our Instagram story, so you can find us and follow us at 923WIL. Sam Hunt addressing his 2019 DUI arrest and ramifications in a brand new song called The Night I Got Locked Up. Okay. So he just took the stage at the Ryman Auditorium for CRS, which is known as Country Radio Seminar. Marty Brooks, our afternoon guy, is there right now. All the radio industry is there. If you play country music, you're also there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should say all the people that make decisions about what music goes on the radio are at CRS right now. They're there, which is why we're here. You know, (laughs) we just get no decisions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, Sam Hunt goes on stage to perform his brand new song all about um, his arrest for a DUI in 2019. You remember this? I do. I remember being upset. He was, it was obviously a DUI, but he was like driving down the wrong way of a one-way street in Nashville. Anyway, the song is not released yet. He gave everybody at CRS like a first first listen. And some of the lyrics go, the night I got locked up, everything went wrong. The night I got messed up, I should have just stayed home, picked up my phone. What can I say? I thought you'd walk away, but you stood by your man like Tammy Wynette, did everything when you should have just quit. No, but you showed me love, kept going when the going got tough the night that I got locked up. And part of me when I first read this was like, why is he releasing a song about a controversy that happened in 2019? Like four years later, just to get people talking about it uh-huh. all over again. And I was kind of like, what, what, Sam, what are we doing here? But then I thought there's probably a ton of people out there who have had moments like this and maybe found themselves in a hard time and had certain people in their lives who have supported them and was there to help them get through it just like family, like the way in this song, Sam Hunt is talking about his wife, Hannah Fowler, as 
you know, he has seen quite a few scandals in his career at the least, you know, over the last 10 years. Who knows what came before that? But um, he essentially in the song says, like, you really should have, could have, would have walked away, but you didn't. And you stood by me. And now we have a family and we have daughter. And it's all because you didn't give up. She did, though. She did. She <laughs> filed she, for divorce twice. And then she didn't. I guess they're back <laughs> together. I don't know. They they called off their divorce before their daughter was born last May. So it sounds like he's got a whole album of, of, uh, of stuff here. You know what I mean? Yes. And... He has a divorce album and a not divorce album at the same time. Right. <laughs> you, hear, you think about all these things like, okay, well, say an artist who writes such amazing music settles down and gets happy. Then what are they going to find the inspiration to write about again? Because Sam Hunt, like his first breakout album was all about this girl, Hannah Fowler. Then he yeah. married her. Yeah. Now what's he going to write about? You know, bodies like back roads. <laughs> So I feel like this next album that he's about to drop, it's probably going to be really good because they've gone through a lot. He's gotten arrested. They've almost gotten divorced twice, had a daughter. There are some other things I'm missing for sure. And that's another thing is he hasn't really talked about that DUI night. No. And what a perfect time when you've got a bunch of people who make decisions decisions about music standing there in front of you in Nashville. So To get a little personal. To get a little vulnerable. It's drama. It's dramatic. It's what people like to to listen to. I wouldn't doubt if we'll be playing that song on the station before too long. Luke Holmes has a bigger announcement than his new album. Even bigger than his stadium tour. Luke Holmes and his wife, Nicole, are expecting... Again! Yay! This is so soon. I mean, they are about to have two under two, and they made the announcement yesterday on social media by sharing just a few photos of themselves and their son, Tex. I don't know how old Tex is. He's got to be close to one or maybe like nine months or something. Um... And in the background of the video, you can hear Luke Holmes' new unreleased song, Take You With Me, playing. Got a young in a mouth, he's too young to understand it. When he gets a little older, watching the stage where I'm standing. I know it's about him. When he hears me sing, I'll take you with me. And Baby Texas sporting a onesie that reads Big Brother across the back. And baby boy number two is coming in September. This is like the ultimate second child. Like, I feel like the first child, a huge deal was made about. And now that text is probably like, I don't know, nine, 10 months old and they're pregnant again. They're like, I don't know. Let's post a picture. It's a boy. It's September. That happens 90% of the time. Right. <laughs> um, it says Tex was born in June. Okay. So first one in June of 22, next one September of 23. Yeah. And they don't share a lot of pictures of Tex because they like to keep their private life private, which I can appreciate. And I'm sure Nicole's not going to go on tour this summer. This is crazy because it's Luke Combs' big stadium tour year. Mm-hmm. And from what I can see, I don't think she's going to go out. They obviously talk a lot about how they don't employ nannies and they really just count on their family to help them out. This is a huge year for him. Not to mention he has an album coming out in four days. I can't imagine two under two on the road. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They said a couple months ago that they don't even like to take their dogs on the road. So there's no way they would have like babies on the road. But this is going to be a massive year. Yeah, we've got two under two by two months. So... Mm -hmm. 
Ours are 22 months apart, and it's a lot. But it's cool because they end up being friends. They end up being foes. <laughs> but they, right. all, they entertain each other for sure. They look super excited. And I know, you know, Luke Combs has so many big fans and supporters across the country that everybody's excited for them. And I won't be shocked if, you know, he takes a lot of the downtime he does get from this huge tour and makes his way back to Nashville or Florida or wherever Nicole and the babies are. If I'm Luke, I'm taking like three years off after, after all of this, the success. He should. And honestly, this is like the point where I feel like that would naturally happen. Like yeah. now after he's going to drop another album this week and then he starts this huge tour, by the time winter comes around, he should take at least a two-year break. Oh, easy. Yeah. I think he probably will. So. Lay in his bed of millions of dollars. Exactly. So if you haven't seen him yet, you should grab tickets to see him at Bush Stadium this summer at 92.3 WIL.com. Casey covers country.